Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. I'm your host Carl. Thanks for joining me again this week. I feel like it's been, I'm going to say two months since I posted a new episode. Uh, Life's been a little crazy, but I think that's starting to slow down. So I'm glad to have time to post this today. Something I've been thinking about for a while. Again, I just haven't had the opportunity to talk about it, to record it. I want you to turn with me to Proverbs chapter 16. I'm going to be reading verses 18 and 19. Verse 18, probably something you've heard before. This is in the NIV translation. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. And verse 19, better to be lowly in spirit and among the oppressed than to share plunder with the proud. So, you know, I've talked before about the idea of the self-made man or the self-made person, someone who comes from nothing and all by their lonesome finds a way to have incredible success and riches and fame, whatever. It's the idea that there is a way that I, within myself and through my own abilities, my own intelligence, my own power, my own influence over others, I can make everything happen with the help of no one. And we know that's not true. Even if you have someone who appears to just have this golden touch where everything they do turns out well, everyone they talk to is on their side, every project they take on, every endeavor is a success, even if it appears that this person is doing all this alone, we know that we don't do anything within ourselves without what God gives us. If I'm smart, it's because he gave me that. If I'm able, it's because he gave me that. If I'm good with people, if I'm good with words, it's because he gave me that. Recently, I was watching some clips of some interviews, a celebrity show host interviewing other celebrities or politicians and whatever. And I noticed that these interviews started to turn into kind of like this worship. Instead of simply complimenting someone on their achievements or on the positive attributes of their character you admire, this host was really crossing the line to what looked like worship and even taking a physical posture of worship down on a knee before one of her guests. And I thought to myself, this is, this is getting weird. It looks like you're deifying someone. It looks like this is what you would do and say if you were before like a god, the god you worship, right? And so I'm looking at this happen and this is not a one-way street, it's an exchange, right? The host is praising the guest, the guest is praising the host, and they're saying things like, everything you need is within you, and all of these, what to the world sounds like encouraging statements, but if you really think about them critically, if you use some wisdom, you start to hear this humanistic encouragement. This idea that you don't need anything or anyone outside yourself to accomplish everything that you need to accomplish. As I'm watching this and I'm thinking about this next episode I want to record, I catch a glimpse of a cell phone cover someone I know has. And it's all about, don't forget, it's all about you. This is your time, this is your life. And again, all of this stuff that seems to be very encouraging and uplifting, something that should be motivating someone in life, but it was so self-centered. And I thought to myself, no, I'm sorry. It's not all about you. It's not about you at all. When we think about this Christian life, well, when we think about this life, period, what are we created for? We're created for God, for his enjoyment, for his glory. He created us to love us, 
that's great, that's awesome that we can receive the love of God, that he gives that to us, but we were created so that he could love us, so that he would have an object of affection. It's still about him. And it might sound like I'm talking about two or three different things at the same time here, but I promise you I'm not. These scriptures here, and they're not the only ones in the Bible, that talk about the consequences of pride, the benefits or the favor you find when you're humble, this idea of those who are proud falling, we need to understand this is necessary because there will come a day, and Luke chapters 8 and 12 speaks about these things, there will come a day when everything is brought to the light. Everything is exposed, everything is made known. People who are atheists who scream and yell their whole lives that no God exists will find out that's not true. Those who worship false gods will find out who they actually worship and be confronted with the one true God they should have devoted themselves to. Those who call us crazy Christians, lunatics, whatever, for believing in this fiction, this fable, this fairy tale of the Savior of ours, they're going to find out we're not wrong. And our faith will prove to be true. There will be this moment when everything is brought to the light and revealed. Lies don't last for eternity. The truth endures forever, but lies end. There will come a day where every lie is exposed and every truth is made known. And what does that have to do with the proud falling, with the haughty being knocked down to that first notch of nothingness where they really come from, where they don't acknowledge that they have nothing and they are nothing without God? Why is that necessary? Why is that actually just a natural consequence of God's goodness, justice, righteousness? You know, when he sets everything straight, when he balances the scales, when evil is eradicated, everyone must come to a realization and acknowledgement of who they are in relationship to God. Every person who thought he or she was self-made will be confronted with the God who actually graced them and gave them favor and allowed them to get to wherever they got, allowed them to achieve whatever they achieved. Every person who ever thought, it's all in me. I have everything I need to be happy, successful, fruitful. I don't need anything else, I don't need anyone else. All those people will learn the truth that within themselves they have nothing. And they'll be confronted with being left out of God's kingdom. Because if you want to worship yourself, then in the end, you get what that God has for you, which is nothing. Nothing but damnation, separation from God. This picture of the proud falling, the haughty being brought down to that first level. It's not a picture of God necessarily shaking his finger and saying, ha ha, you should have known better. I'm going to punish you. This is what you get. That's not the picture I see. And maybe you might not agree with me, but that's not the picture I see of this. What I see here is this has to happen. In order for things to be set straight and made right, this has to happen. In order for the truth to be revealed, for everyone to see and know, in order for every lie to be extinguished, all those whose pride kept them from the truth must be humbled with the truth. All of that pride must be extinguished. The same way hatred will be extinguished. The same way sickness will be extinguished. All that will be gone. And this is why it's not necessarily our job here and now 
to try to knock down the proud people who don't acknowledge God, who don't recognize his blessing, who think they know it all, who worship whoever and whatever they decide to worship instead of him. We share the truth, we love them, we show the face of Christ to them, but God himself will take care of this. God will take care of humbling the proud. Now, maybe their interactions with us, in those interactions, the Holy Spirit will do a work, they'll be humbled, and that will change them. But it's not for me to find the prideful guy and speak truth in him with the intent of humbling him. It's not for me to do that. This will happen naturally. It's a natural consequence of that spiritual change that will come when everything is made right, when all evil, all sin is eradicated from creation. What we can focus on right now is praying for those who we know are in this position and also praying that we do not find ourselves in this position. Father God, we can't wait for the day when the Lord comes for that day, that great and terrible day, when sin will be no more. We don't have to be concerned with sickness, with pestilence, with storms, with anything that is not good and loving and righteous and holy and just. Father, we can't wait for that day to come. We trust you, God, that you will set everything straight. We ask you, God, to use us in the here and now, wherever you want, so that we can save some from going through this humbling experience, that we can reach the proud, those who think they don't need you, that we can help be Christ to them and get them closer to you. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.